You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Hello and welcome to the March 2023 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team, so we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month, Jess and I round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about and sent each other on our Slack channels and talked about in the Course Report office, and we share it all with you. So March was Women's History Month, and we celebrated International Women's Day with a live Q&A featuring four panelists who were all alumni from boot camps. That was super fun. And then March 2023 also marks three years since the COVID-19 lockdowns. All the boot camps went online during that time. So Jess and I thought it would be helpful to pull together a list of the boot camps that now have in-person classrooms again. And that is on the blog now. Mm -hmm. And Jess, what else are we going to cover on the episode today? We'll talk about IT hiring predictions in Q2 of 2023, an update on funding options for boot campers in the UK, and also get a great update on vet tech and where we're at with that program. We'll also tell you about a cybersecurity internship program in New York City and the five new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory in March. Let's start off this March episode with news about a fundraise and a sale. Sure. So TechCrunch reports that Bitwise Industries, which operates GeekWise Academy, landed $80 million to expand its software development business. Bitwise was created when GeekWise Academy co-founders Irma Alguin and Jake Soberall wanted to create a pipeline for their bootcamp graduates. So far, Bitwise has been primarily concerned with its software, Shift3 Technologies, which Salesforce and DocuSign both use. But Bitwise is now adding commercial real estate to its offerings as it focuses on flipping commercial properties into co-working spaces. Another kind of interesting strategy for GeekWise. So Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely interested to see how that expansion will affect what GeekWise is able to offer. Totally. Pearson announced that it's selling its OPM business, Pearson Online Learning Services, to the private equity firm Regent LP. Pearson's OPM was associated with helping grow Arizona State University's ASU online program. But last year, ASU announced that it would end this decade-long partnership in June of 2023 so ASU can handle that program in-house. We'll keep you posted on how this sale may affect other OPMs this year. Layoffs at big tech companies continued through March. In our Ask a Career Coach series, Springboard Career Coach and tech recruiter Johnny Borshot weighed in on whether these layoffs were affecting boot campers. And Johnny's biggest insight is that tech hiring is still very much happening for boot campers, but it's gotten a bit more competitive. So with that in mind, Liz, what did HR Dive have to say about tech hiring right now? Well, in HR Dive this March, Carolyn Crist dove into the latest Manpower Group Employment Outlook survey, finding that employers remain optimistic about their hiring plans for the second quarter of 2023. Their chairman and CEO, Jonas Pricing, said... 
quote, despite economic pressures, hiring outlooks remain resilient and employers across every industry continue to look for in-demand roles, but also that investment in upskilling, reskilling, and a focus on preparing people for tomorrow's jobs has never been more important and should be at the top of every business leader's agenda, end quote. Um, Also from that report, they found that regionally organizations in North America reported the strongest hiring intentions, followed by South America and Central America and Asia Pacific, and that the most optimistic outlooks were reported for roles in IT. So that is great news for bootcamp graduates in North America, South America, and Asia Pacific. CNBC covered a recent General Assembly survey that found that HR professionals are actually having trouble finding and retaining their tech talent. GA's interim head of talent and operations, Lupe Colangelo, points out that HR's problem is actually twofold. First, their hiring processes are taking way too long. And second, they're overlooking underrepresented groups. Colangelo's recommendations for employers is that they listen to their team so they can more accurately find the right talent for the position. And she says it's important that in this time where hiring is really shifting to skills-based over degree-based, that employers update those job descriptions to reflect that. Um, The very good news of General Assembly's survey, which, by the way, it surveyed 1,000 hiring managers across 10 countries, is that despite the turbulent 2023 tech job market, competition for tech talent remains strong. Yeah, this is all happening simultaneously. There's a tight job market, also a lot of competition for tech talent. It's all... Mm-hmm. All happening. All happening at the same time. And VentureBeat estimates that you need to perform about 15% better in a technical interview now because of that competition in the market. I don't know how they calculated 15%, but they mm-hmm. say that if you really want to give yourself a competitive edge, that a tech boot camp is a great option to get yourself up to speed on like latest programs and processes. And in that article, they recommend CodeSmith and Tech Elevator. And I would say, I agree. Totally. Two great options. Well, as we were saying, even with all of these big tech company layoffs in the headlines, there is still a serious need for tech talent. Coding boot camps can be expensive, though, um, depending on your background. And the UK just released a study about how that affects potential boot campers. Yeah. So in the UK, the nonprofit organization Code Clan, which is based in Scotland, released the results of their recent survey on bootcamp tuition affordability. Code Clan found that nine out of 10 students could not afford digital skills courses without some kind of funding either from the industry or government. Code Clan offers a coding bootcamp where other organizations and hiring partners cover one third of each student's tuition. This model has helped Code Clan place over 2,000 students in tech roles at over 300 different companies. So while this survey was based in the UK, it definitely left me wondering what the results would be for the US based bootcamps. Maybe we'll see that this year. And we're seeing other UK boot camps moving in this Code Clan funding direction. By using funds from the UK government, the School of Code has always offered free tech training, but its new partnership with blockchain company Binance Charity will allow it to remove the hiring fee for companies who are interested in their graduates. That also means that nonprofits and charity organizations who may have been unable to afford the hiring fee will now be able to add this new tech talent to their teams for social good. Very cool. Very cool. 
Um, KTAL News in Louisiana reported that Operation Spark is offering a nine-day coding course training for Orleans Parish teachers. The early bird registration deadline is May 3rd, but the final deadline is June 30th. Operation Spark is offering to waive fees and provide a $750 stipend to each Orleans Parish teacher after completing the course. And a quick note to teachers, a lot of coding boot camps offer summer cohorts, which can be perfect for teachers and even college or high school students. We have a nice roundup of these cohorts start dates on our blog, and we're updating that this week. So stay tuned to our social channels. And finally, according to the Federal Times, House Republican leaders want to permanently extend the VET tech program before it expires at the end of this year. Um, So we've talked about VET tech a lot. Remember, Mm -hmm. it stands for the Veteran Employment Through Technology Education Courses Program. It was launched in 2019 as a five-year pilot, and it covers tuition costs and a monthly stipend to veterans who qualify to study subjects like software development, data science, network security. A lot of coding boot camps are approved for vet tech. Mm-hmm. And it very key point about this, it doesn't use a veteran's GI Bill hours. And so, you know, a very cool program. I think the training has been so popular in the last five years. A ton of people are trying to use this and um, applications are regularly outpacing the actual available spots. And so that pilot period is coming up and hopefully that does get extended. But we also got some really interesting data points from the Department of Veterans Affairs in this article uh, that I wanted to share. One is uh, just about the size of the program. More than 12,000 veterans have taken part in the program with about 8,000 finding full-time jobs in the technology industry so far. And also just around funding, this was originally a $15 million annual budget dedicated to vet tech. Uh, and lawmakers actually had to boost that amount to $110 million because of that increased demand. Hmm. So a very popular program. Obviously, all these programs can be improved and you know adjusted over time. But definitely hope that that pilot turns into a permanent program. As we said earlier, March was Women's History Month, and on March 8th, while the U.S. celebrated International Women's Day, Liz and I hosted a live Q&A with four bootcamp alumni about being a woman in tech today. Yeah, those bootcamp alumni were graduates of General Assembly, Savio, Learning Fuse, and Skill Crush. Many of them didn't originally see tech as a space that was for them until they actually got to a coding bootcamp or a UX bootcamp. And of course, this is all in the kind of context of all of these news reports that the tech layoffs that are happening now are disproportionately affecting women who are 65% more likely to be laid off. So I think this topic is more important than ever. And in other news, New York City announced a new cybersecurity internship program that aims to diversify the city's tech pipeline. This internship is run through the New York City Economic Development Corporation, so NYCEDC, which will be funding the recruitment and the matchmaking of the interns in the program. The NYCEDC expects many of these interns to be coming from Full Stack Academy, which is so cool. OPMs, or online program managers, were still very much in the news this March. But first, let's start with news about a lawsuit against Bloom Tech. Liz, do you want to take that? 
Yeah, I mean, we don't really know how this case is going to play out, but it was in the news in March. So just to explain, in 2019, Lambda School was fined about $75,000 for operating without state approval in California. And now Lambda School has rebranded to Bloom Tech, and four of their students are essentially suing to have their income share agreement payment plans voided because they entered into them during a time when the school didn't have state approval. And according to Higher Ed Dive, this is now a class action lawsuit, and those students have been backed by uh, the National Student Legal Defense Network. Uh, We will certainly keep an eye on this and let you know when there are results. This month, Olivia Sanchez published a critical piece about OPMs that was featured in Wired and the Hetchinger Report titled, um, When Universities Slap Their Names on For-Profit Coding Bootcamps, Students Can Get a Raw Deal, a very critical title. Um, the piece focuses on the fact that most coding bootcamps, including, I believe, all of those in partnership with colleges and universities are unaccredited at the moment since it's the OPM and not the university that creates and teaches the boot camp. Um, Olivia points to the very unfortunate Dominican University and Make School partnership that suddenly folded in 2020 due to Make School's money issues. And that left cohorts of ungraduated boot camp students. Many of these students were dependent on the college boot camp to help them quickly reskill and land um, a tech job. And they didn't enroll at the boot camp as like some kind of pathway to completing a four-year computer science college degree. As Liz and I predicted, though, at the top of the year, we think we're going to see more boot camps becoming accredited or on their way to accreditation in 2023 because that seal of approval definitely matters for students. And to that end, we wanted to pass along the news that Lowagans UK Web Development and Data Science courses have been awarded BCS accreditation. BCS is a chartered institute for IT, and they award this BCS Tech 10 accreditation. So congratulations awesome. to Lowagon. Yeah, yeah, congrats, Lowagon. We heard of two new interesting course offerings from well-known boot camps this month. Liz, what will Code Fellows be offering soon? Well, this is very timely. Code Fellows announced that they are leaning into AI-powered technology by adding AI tools like Chat GPT to their boot camps. So students will learn AI tooling in both the coding and cybersecurity boot camps. At Code Fellows, they call those ops, I believe, the cybersecurity yes. schools. Very, very cool. Um, and then the OPM edX announced the official launch of its new micro boot camps offering. So micro boot camps are aimed at corporate training and giving sort of those micro credentials to employees. Um, but we're interested to see if this will break out into the consumer boot camp space that they also are in. And we added five new schools to the course report listings this month. So Jeff, tell us about those schools. Yeah, so we added Online Bootcamp Starta Institute and Fangan Coder Academy. Manhattan Institute of Management is the new data analytics bootcamp in our listings. And we also added Product Management Bootcamp Reforge and Data Engineering Bootcamp Astoria Lab Bootcamp. So if you attended any of those five new schools, please feel free to go to Course Report, leave a review of your experience at that boot camp, and future boot campers certainly appreciate it. (music) 
Well, Jess, I think it's time to wrap up our March episode. Mm-hmm. So why don't we end this one like we end all of our podcast episodes and talk about our favorite pieces to work on for the Core Support blog this month. What was your favorite piece to work with? Yeah. So this month I got to speak with Code Fellows graduate Shay, who is now working in cybersecurity at Amazon. As we talked about earlier in this episode about the importance of funding for bootcamp students so they can complete those programs. Shay was laid off from her job as a paralegal, but she was able to reskill and make that career change into cybersecurity through a workforce development grant that basically covered her whole Code Fellows tuition. And then Code Fellows, of course, with their curriculum and their job assistants, as well as Shay's very amazing networking skills, um, helped her land that awesome cybersecurity job at Amazon. So definitely check it out if you're interested in learning how to use any of those kind of workforce development grants towards your own bootcamp tuition. And Liz, what was your favorite piece that we published on the blog this month? Well, I think that that in-person bootcamp roundup is super helpful very informative. So I loved working on that piece with you, Jess. Mm -hmm. Um, We made sure that all 32 schools in that list have a real campus in the U.S. and that there are boot camp cohorts that are actually being offered in those locations. So, you know, if you've been waiting for an in-person classroom, like if remote learning just is not for you, or if your GI Bill is requiring in-person teaching, anything like that, then this is the perfect blog post for you. It's been three years since March 2020, since those lockdowns, and I think schools are starting to dip their toes back into the in-person world. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a great piece. We'll keep it updated. And Liz, before we wrap up this episode, we'd have to mention that we actually released some amazing best of lists this March. We released our best cybersecurity boot camps, best digital marketing boot camps, best product management boot camps, and best tech sales boot camps. So definitely check them out. Um, Liz and I took a couple, I don't know, it takes us a couple months to go through those (laughs) lists. We've read so many reviews from students and alumni, go through all of the different different curriculum to come up with these lists. Um, So definitely check them out if you're interested in any of those career tracks. And that, I guess, does it for our March March podcast. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about bootcamp opportunities online and in person. And we'll see you next month on the April Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Yes. Thanks so much, Jess. And of course we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or wherever you found this episode, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. We'll see you in April. Bye.